talk about today we're gonna get into the, some topics about the Chiefs and then we're gonna preview Sunday's game against the Chargers <coughs> excuse me so before I get into the preview I want to talk about uh, a few players today first off let's talk about Patrick Mahomes now, as if you follow Patrick, if you're a fan of the Chiefs, you know, you'll know that yesterday was uh, Patrick Mahomes' birthday. He turned 25 years old. What, you know, got me thinking, you know, he's been in the league for, what, four years now? When the, you know, the one year he didn't start, he sat behind Alex Smith. Then, uh, 2018, he comes in, starts, and gets an MVP. Takes us to the AFC Championship game. Um, one pre-snap uh, pre penalty away from taking us to the Super Bowl our first year. Then, that last year, comes back, you know, Comes back rolling a little bit more efficient, but then he suffers an ankle injury. Um, the ankle injury bothered him most of the season. We he dealt with some adversity. Then he does the the infamous QB sneak. His knee, you know, goes out of place, dislocates, and you think about it, that injury could have been the beginning to the end of Patrick Mahomes. That could have set Patrick Mahomes back if the injury was way more severe than what it was. It was a blessing that the doctors had to know, know it all to snap it back in place. It was also good on Patrick Mahomes, uh, good on Patrick Mahomes to stay, lay still. He could have got up. He could have been moving around. Um, 
the center that he was laying. I think it was Austin Ryder. He was laying on Austin Ryder. And if you watch uh, the Americans America's game, even Pat said Austin Ryder said, "Yo, Pat, get off of me." He was like, "I can't. I can't move." So, had he, you know, for him to have the wherewithal to to not move and not, you know, suffer a worse injury than what it is, it was a blessing. As you know, he was walking. Like after a while, after he stopped limping a little bit, he started walking. So thank God that that the injury wasn't worse than what it was. So he dealt with a little, in, uh, you know, adversity, came back, you know, got healthy, came back, led us to the playoffs, led us to three comeback wins in the playoffs and the Super Bowl against the Texans, the Titans, and the 49ers. So, we should be happy that we have a quarterback who's accomplished a lot in such a short time. This kid has an MVP. He has a Super Bowl ring. He has a Super Bowl MVP. And he has records upon records. I'm not going to get into all the records today, but the kid has accomplished a lot at 25 years old. I could make the you could make the case that Patrick Mahomes has made one of the biggest impacts we've ever seen as a quarterback or any player. Maybe LeBron James in basketball, you can, you know, make a case for Kobe or I mean, of course, Michael Jordan, he made the biggest impact. He was a trendsetter. Um, But LeBron also was a trendsetter, and we've never seen anything like LeBron James before. But when it comes to the sport of football, we've seen freak athletes. We've seen, you know, Deion Sanders. We've seen Bo Jackson. We've seen guys who, who defied the odds of, you know, of, you know, the average human being. But, you know, at the quarterback position, and we've seen some special guys at the quarterback position, Pey- uh, Peyton Manning. We've never seen somebody who's more cerebral at the quarterback position before. Um, Michael Vick. Michael Vick, you know, although there were, you know, the Randall Cunninghams and, the, you know, a few other running quarterbacks before Michael Vick, but Michael Vick was like the Allen Iverson of, of football. Nobody has, we never saw anything like Michael Vick. But to see somebody, and there's a few quarterbacks out here, you know, even now, the Lamar Jacksons, the, the Deshaun Watsons, you know, Russell Wilson, you know. But for Patrick Mahomes to accomplish what he's accomplished in the short time of his career is amazing. And to say that he, you know, a, a Kansas City Chief quarterback is making a, one of the biggest impacts on the game. Like, this kid has done things that a lot of quarterbacks haven't done. And, and the scary part is that he's only going to get better. 
He's not even reached his peak. He's not. We we don't even know what a peak Patrick Mahomes looks like, which is, makes it scary for the rest of the league. What's gonna happen when this kid gets everything? When he's seen every coverage in the book? When he when the offense, which I think the offense is already his already, but when he's just operating, and he's just moving. And he doesn't have to go to the sideline, and and say he know he sees the field from inch to inch, from yard to yard, when he can make the side adjustments and not even. The game has already slowed down for him. He said. So how can somebody with the game that slowed down, how can that player get any better? The only way. The only thing I can think of is being more efficient, more more taking what the defense gives it, which on last Thursday, you saw that. And you saw a little bit of that last year before the injuries started rolling in. But Thursday, you saw efficiency. You saw somebody who took what the defense gave him. That, let's take it back to 2018. When Patrick Mahomes came in the league, he was a straight gunslinger. He, 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 you could tell he was young. He depended on his arm. And, hey, it worked. He came out there and he was slinging the football. But there were, there were some games, like, for example, the Rams game. There was, what, a minute and something left in that game? And instead of taking what the defense gave him, he tries to go for the whole enchilada in the fr- in, 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 in the first play, first down. He tries to bomb into Tyreek Hill and gets picked up by Marcus Peters. But it was a learning lesson. Now, let's take it last year. Detroit. We were down by a touchdown. What did Patrick Mahomes do? He stayed calm. He didn't get he, he didn't get all amped up. He stayed calm and he marched down the field. He took what the defense gave him, marched down the field, and won the game for us. What did he do in the playoffs against the Texans down 24? He took what the even down 24-0. He stayed poised, took what the defense gave him. And we came back and won 51 to 31. Same thing with the Titans. Even with the with the Super Bowl. Third and 15. Wasp play. He saw they they did a little something a little similar earlier, and he knew that the safety was gonna bite on the Tyreek Hill route because before they ran a similar play, but the but in the first play, Tyreek Hill ran a different route. This one in 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 the Wasp play, he faked like he was gonna do the same route and switched it up in the safety bit. Boom. Third and fifteen. But I'm saying that all to say is the kid keeps growing. He's going to continue to accomplish records. I believe he's going to get a few more MVPs. I think he's going to break the record.
for in-season MVPs. Also, I think this kid is going to – hes I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to get Tom Brady rings. I'm not sitting here saying that. But will I be surprised? No. Will I be surprised if Patrick Mahomes gets six rings? No. He set up very nicely for the next few years with all the weapons. And even when some of the weapons go away, you think that the way the front office can structure Brett Veach, Andy Reid, because they signed extensions, so they're going to be here for a minute. You think they're not going to try to draft other wide receivers, other tight ends, when these guys start getting long in the tooth, when they start getting a little older? Free agents who want to get a ring, you think they're not going to want to come play with Patrick Mahomes? Of course they are. So this kid is going to be a constant in the NFL for a long time. And I'm just glad that he's a Kansas City Chief for the next 12 years. So that's my, you know, I just wanted to talk about Patrick for a little bit. You know, being that he was his birthday yesterday. So, let's get into Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now, my last episode, I talked about him a lot. You know, he he had a breakout game, his debut. He, 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 he broke out. He looked just like how he looked in LSU. 138 yards when he had 25 carries um, and a touchdown. Um, I was watching uh, the interview with... Um, the running back coach, uh, I think his name is Dillon. Um, uh, he uh, he was just talking about how <clears throat> how uh, they was talking about the goal line stance. You know how he you know he was getting stuffed in the goal line. I found it interesting that uh, Coach Dillon was basically saying um, if he would just follow his you know follow the you know his. Pretty much follow his blockers, it sounded like. Instead of trying to do whatever he he wants to do to get in there. He basically said Clyde would have had a couple more touchdowns. Had he trust, you know, his blockers. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see how this first game, how Clyde applies the things that he feels he needs to work on to his game. The kid seems like he's humble. He he seems like the game isn't, you know, so big. He's not, you know, bright-eyed. You know, he obviously is not bright-eyed the way he played on Thursday. And I believe he's going to continue that on Sunday against the Chargers. Now, are the Chargers' defense better than the Texas' defense? I would say so. I think their front seven is better, and I think their back end is better. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, will the Chiefs use Clyde in the passing game more? Will they will they set him up for screens, um, wheel routes? Um, will they do more with Clyde in this game than they did last game? That'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. The next player is Kalichi Osimi. I have to continue to give this brother kudos for last Thursday. The key, the, I think this dude is finally the offensive lineman that we've been wanting 
for a long time. An offensive line that just brings that nastiness, who brings that grittiness, that just, he wants to just pancake everybody in front of him. And that's what this offensive line needed. You know, this offensive line was kind of known for being kind of weak, kind of soft. You know, it was good in pass protection, but it, but when it came to getting those tough running yards, you know, they, you know, a lot of analysts, a lot of people will say the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line doesn't have that dog in them to get those extra tough yards. I think Kalichi Osimi brings that nastiness that we need in a guard. As uh, Eric Bieniemy, he also called <laughs> he called Kalichio Simi a competitive prick. Same thing he called Patrick Mahomes. That's saying a lot. That's saying a whole lot. So, be you know, I'll be looking at to see how consistent Kalichio Simi is through the years. This game one, a lot of stuff can happen, but I'm encouraged. On what I've seen from this brother. Now let's talk about a few rookies. The first rookie I want to talk about is Willie, Willie Gay Jr., second round pick out of Mississippi State. He didn't really get much run last week, enough playing time last week. Got some snaps in um, special teams. But um, if you've listened to the past two episodes from me, you know my my. Concern with the linebacker crew, Anthony Hitchens, um, Damian Wilson, Ben Neiman. Now, they looked kind of suspect last Thursday. They was running all over. The Texans was running over. David Johnson was getting loose. Duke Johnson was getting a little loose. I didn't like it. We drafted this kid, Willie Gay Jr., and like I said in the pre- previous episodes, they was telling us all the defensive and, and all the coaches was telling us how he's flying around, he loves football, sidelines. I want to see it on the field. Even if it's in certain sub-packages, I want to see the kid on the field. I want to see that. I want to see this kid wrecking plays. Hitting, line, hitting running backs, guarding the tight end because he's an athlete, guarding the running back out the backfield. I want to see him. Brett Veach drafted this kid in the second round for a reason. You don't get drafted in the second round to sit on the bench. You get drafted in the second round to eventually start. So I'm I'm hoping that in this Charger game, we get a little bit more glimpse of Willie Gay Jr. Because the because what I'm heard, and what, if you've been paying attention to what the chief coaching staff has been saying about this kid, that he's a stud. So we'll it'll be yet to see if this kid gets to show what he. With his skills on the field. Now, let's talk about Legereus Sneed. Now, Legereus Sneed had an excellent game last week. You know, everybody was talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
and as they should. But the unsung hero for Thursday's game was Legereus Sneed. He did not just the interception, because the interception was more so off of a, you know, Tyron Matthew. He's the one who set that up. When he blitzed Deshaun Watson and, you know, got in his face and Deshaun just threw it up. And Legereus Sneed intercepted the ball. But before then, he was, you know, he was doing more than that. There was numerous plays where they were, because they were going right out. They knew he was a rookie. So the game plan was to go after Legereus Sneed. And they went after him. And he held his own. You know, locking, locking the receivers down. You know, pass deflections. Good coverage. The kid looks like he has promise, potential. Now let's see how he does this game against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Now both of these brothers, especially Keenan Allen, man, say what you want to say about Keenan Allen. I know he talks a lot of trash, you know, and he and he should. He's a charger. He shouldn't be, you know, that that's just part of the rivalry. But we're not going to act like Keenan Allen ain't one of a, a top-tier wide receiver. His route running is top-tier, and he catches everything that's thrown to him. Then you have Mike Williams. Big, you know, he's a big dude. Mike Williams got to be, what, 6'5", 6'6"? Dude is big, but he makes all the athletic catches. You could throw it to Mike Williams, and he'll just catch it. He'll just go get it. Dude has talent. He has a lot of talent. So it's going to be interesting to see who Legereus Sneed um, covers in this game. Because all eyes will be on him. And, you know, with the injury to Shavarius Ward, and we'll get into the injuries in a minute, he's going to be a and with, you know, the suspension of, you know, Breshad Breeland. It's going to be, you know, very important that this kid holds up until Breshad Breeland gets back and until we, you know, until Shavarius Ward can come back. Okay. Now, Sunday, we will be facing the L.A. Chargers. They'll be, you know, we're, they'll be going to L.A. There will be no fans in the crowd, so it's going to be interesting to see how this game is played. Um, it's going to be in the new stadium. You know, the Rams and the Chargers are sharing the stadium. So it's going to be in the new Rams stadium. Um, this Charger team doesn't no longer have Phillip Rivers. It has Tyrod Taylor. Now, last week, the Chargers faced the Bengals against the rookie Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows, he, he he had a very good showing last Thursday or last Sunday. He had a good showing last night too, but you know that's neither here nor there. But he had a very he had a good coming out party debut last Sunday against the Chargers. Almost tied it up. Had the kicker made the kick, even after. Throwing a bad pick, 
to mark Melvin Ingram. The kid marches down the field, gets him in field goal range, and if the field goal kicker makes the kick, we talking a tied-up game. We're on the overtime. And who knows what would have happened. The Bengals might have, you know, marched back down the field, scored, and beat the Chargers. So the Chargers got let off the hook. And offensively, they didn't look too good. They looked kind of pedestrian. Now, I like Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a solid, good quarterback. I think he can start for a team. But do I think he's your franchise quarterback? No, I don't. Tyrod Taylor, to me, is Alex smith like. Like, you know, he, he's very consistent. He gets you wins, but he won't take you over the hump. He won't do that extra thing like the Patrick Mahomes and, and the Sean Watsons and the Lamar Jacksons and the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's. They they got that extra killer instinct to take it over, you know, take put the team over when it's time to strap it up. When it's time to buckle down, I don't believe Tyrod Taylor has that in him. But he's a very consistent quarterback. Now, there are some injuries coming into this game. We got Colin Saunders, who suffered an elbow injury. Um, we have uh, Alex Okafor with that hamstring. And then we have Shavarius Ward with the uh, hand injury. Now, it would be interesting to see if he um, has to um, – if he's going to play next Monday against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, will he play through with the cast on his arm? Or will he be out until his hand heals? It'll be interesting to see how that, you know, how Shavarius Ward's injury, because he's very, because we all know our secondary is very, you know, I ain't going to call it weak, but it was a concern coming in. And any you know, big injuries to any of our starters, Shavarius Ward, Rashad Breeland, Legarius Sneed, Antonio Hamilton, Bo Pete Keys, um, any of uh, Rashad Fitton, any of those guys get hurt for extensive time, it's going to be a concern. So, coming into this game, we're going to have Probably Legarius Sneed on one side, and you're gonna have um, probably Rashad Fenton or Antonio Hamilton on the other side. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how the you know how it plays out, how it plays out. Um, now I'm not worried about you know the other two injuries because our defensive line is pretty. Solid. It's pretty stacked. Um, you know, I have no, you know, I have no qualms about, you know, those two injuries. I think they'll be filled up nicely. And by the time the Ravens game come, we'll get Mike Purnell back, which is a big help. Because Mike, Mike Purnell was instrumental in the, in the restructure of this defense last year. When he came in, he brought a nastiness to that defensive line, especially in the run game. Especially in the run game. 
So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, the defensive line will be fine. It'll be fine. Um, but the cornerback position, specifically the cornerback position, is where I, we would have to keep our eyes on to see how it will play out. So, now that we got through the injuries, um, keys to the game. Um, with this defense, how stacked it is, I think that the Chiefs are going to continue continuously try to establish the run with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daryl Williams. I think he's they're going to change the. I think this year Andy Reid changes it up because we all know Andy likes to throw the football. But I think this year this team is going to improve on time of possession, keeping the other team's offense off the field. Tiring out their defense. So when the second half of the, of the game happens, then you unleash Patrick Mahomes. Now they're tired because you've been running, running, running at them. Now everybody's tired on their defense. So now you hit them with a heavy dose of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Miko Harmon, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, and whoever else on the offense. And, and Clyde edwards Alaire out the backfield. So, the keys to the game will be the offensive line, again, blocking Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Blocking those guys from keeping Pat upright. If Pat is on his back, it could, it, this game could get interesting. But if Pat is upright, this game could get ugly. It could get real ugly real quick. Um, so those are my, and, you know, on defense, it's all about how those corners stack up against those receivers and how the running, how we're going to stop the running game. Austin Eckler is one of the better receiving running backs because there's no longer Melvin Gordon. He went on to Denver. You saw him on last Monday Night Football. He played a decent game. But Austin Eckler has always been a decent, he's always been a solid running back. But his strength is receiving out of the backfield. And that's one of the things why I believe Willie Gay Jr. And um, what's the uh, other kid? Number 44. I forgot his name. But I think those two linebackers will be instrumental instrumental in stopping Austin Eckler out of the backfield. Because if he gets one-on-one with Anthony Hitchens or a Damian Wilson or Ben Neiman, I think that he is going to have a field day. You need somebody who can run with Austin Eckler. Even if you put Tyron Matthew on him. You're going to need a hat on Austin. You need to know where he is at all times because he can come out of the backfield and, and catch a 10-yard a pass. He can catch a 5-yard pass and make it a 20-yard play. It all depends on how the defense, you know, whoever the defense puts on him and how much attention they show to Austin Eckler. 
So those are the, some of the things to be looking out for on Sunday. Stopping Austin Eckler and how the corners stack up against those two big receivers. Because Keenan Allen ain't short either. He's like 6'3". Like I said, Mike Williams is big. And Hunter Henry. Watch out for Hunter Henry too. He is a very, you know, he's a talented tight end. He's had injury concerns, ACL tears, but he seems like he's on the right, tra- right track to being healthy. So, it'll be, you know, be something to pay attention to on Sunday. So, now those are my keys to the game. Let's get into my prediction. I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the San Diego Chargers 45-17. to 17. I think Pat is going to put on a show. I got him throwing at least four touchdowns, 320 yards. Um, and Clyde Evans-Alaire, I believe he's going to have anything between 17 to 20-something carries, um, 100, I'll say a buck 20 and a touchdown. Yeah. That's my prediction for the Chiefs game. This is this is um this game is going to be interesting. Um see how, you know, last week they looked, you know, pretty ready for this season. Let's see how they look on the road. Let's see how they look on the road. So that's my time, people. I appreciate y'all listening to me today. I appreciate y'all clicking. Subscribe to the channel, man. Share this. Share share this episode. Um, tell your friends. Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Um, I appreciate you listening to me. Um, be looking out for the recap of the game from Sunday. I will be dropping that next week, episode four. So be on the lookout for that. And I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Um, continue to support, you know, this channel because I will be bringing you a lot of good chief content. So thank y'all, and I'm gone.